surprising. I've been uh, watching The Wire finally, oh. and I've been listening to for the first the... time. Yeah, so good. <gasps> yeah, I'm in season four. Oh, I'm almost yeah. Dang. So, so, uh, but I've also been listening to the podcast because it's the twentieth anniversary, twentieth anniversary, something like that. It's the twentieth and... anniversary. Of the Wire. <laughs> no, I'm no. like I should, I should get on that. Um, well, it is know, not. It came out like five years ago. <laughs> Jesus but, fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to that episode was. We are Popsicle. In this episode, we'll be offering opinions and reactions to The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 2, Adrift. The series was developed by J.D. Patrick and Patrick McKay. This episode was written by Jennifer Hutchinson and directed by J.A. Bayona. I am Justin Penniston, your host. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-hosts. First, I start with Lisa K. Weber, son of Arathorn. How are you today, Lisa K. Weber? <laughs> I am well. Good morrow. And how are you, sir? <laughs> well, let's jump right into the language that, that Kelly Sue loves the best. Next, I would like to introduce... Oak and Thorin Shield herself. Yes. It's <laughs> there it is. There I knew it is. that that was going to be. I only said that once. <laughs> and I almost immediately took it back. Sorry. Um, next, I'm just going to introduce Kelly Sumulana, who he putting up with his bullshit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, the sparrows learn their new songs for spring or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And lastly, the mage extraordinaire, our producer, um, slayer of dragons everywhere, Philip Kelly. I'll take it. I'll take it. Just as long as it has nothing to do with my graying beard. I'll take it. Oh, man. Also, I feel dragon like slayer. that's it. Yeah, dragon slayer. I will slay some dragons. I don't think any beards here can, you know, talk about any other beards being gray. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Population beards. What do you mean by beards? <laughs> Claire is like, what is the meaning? There are two. I jokes about. Okay, I'm not even going to say anything. Okay, um, so let's dive right into the second episode of Rings of Power. Um, I thought that the second episode really started opening some of these stories up, and really took the time to characterize some of these new people populating Middle-earth. Um, it's clear now that Nori is motivated both by generosity and by a strong sense of responsibility. Uh, Arendir's sense of duty and protective protectiveness are writ large on him and not just for the people that he loves. Uh, while Elrond demonstrates a cleverness and a penchant for manipulation that one would expect from a politician, even as we know his heart is pure. 
And we can certainly <laughs> dig more into the stranger and what we learned about him. Are these characters starting to grow on you? Are you getting a greater sense of where they're going? And I'm going to start with Kelly Sue, who maybe once so uh, thrilled with this batch of people in the first uh -huh. go around. Kelly Sue, how do you feel? Oh, I'm feeling like I'm invested. The yeah. fact that I'm can, that the fact that I'm even at a point where I can roll my eyes at Elrond <laughs> is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was out here being like, honestly, this elven bitch right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't totally, and I'll be completely honest. It's the same with me in Lord of the Rings. It was the same with me uh, oftentimes in Star Wars. I don't know what's happening politically. Mm. I'm like, wait, who's mad at who? Why are we not speaking to each other? What's the, what are we doing? What's the impetus for mm. all of this? Um, but I do know that the other Lord Kelimbrumbor. Kelimbrumbor. <laughs> it's quite you tried for it though. That's you, good. Yeah, you, As opposed to the one you who took was a like, mighty swing. You know the the, hairy, like the, 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 the guy. This hair guy. Tower, yeah. <laughs> like He's up to something. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. He's got skin in the game. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> I really loved. Um. I really, uh, I enjoyed Galadriel in the second round of viewing this episode. Um, I think that all of the criticism out on the internet calling her a Mary Sue is completely wrong. Oh, wait, um, oh my God. I'm so fucking tired of fucking me too. Twitter I'm like, and it's fucking opinions this about is fucking not, everything. This is not at <laughs> all that. They're just inventing like, things to be mad about yeah, now. And I'm like, and I if just, you're going to criticize just, it, I've, it's I've genuinely so many. I think you're giving Thoughts. them too much credit. I think they are, by and large, they are trolls. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. they're saying the same old shit they say every time, specifically to get us, you know, Riled all of yeah. feelings. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's exact. That's what Twitter is at this point. Yeah. Is Completely. It's just... And I don't mean to derail the conversation. Let's all be no, no. Well, I mean, Twitter. I think we've long since established yeah. that Twitter is a place where Neil Gaiman and I hang out. But other than that. <laughs> That's right. You and your very close friend. Um, oh, my. He was the best man at your wedding, right? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it was over Zoom. but it, you know. And by Zoom, I mean it was my computer open with Twitter. <laughs> um. But no, I really enjoyed it. I really, I'm absolutely loving Nori. I'm loving Poppy. Oh my goodness, uh, I'm still Poppy. betting my money that the stranger is Gandalf. Um, yeah, I felt, I felt more connected to the characters the second time around, even if I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Now, did, did you have oh, come on moments besides Elrond? Um, I had a couple oh come on moments with Galadriel where she was being very self-righteous in the face of what's his name? Halbrand. The other, the other Rond. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was being very self-righteous in the face of this dude. And I was like, girl, you almost got eaten by a worm. You need to chill out. <laughs> like you need to chill out, dude. I'm going to say that entire <laughs> section of the story, I loved it, like visually awesome with like the foggy ocean 
uh-huh. like business and oh, the rap. I loved that entire the They're money spending well spent. all of their CGI money. Like, yeah, they're I mean, spending all it that. is well spent yeah. on that section. Water. That was Lovely. fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, but I was very confused as to what the fuck was going on. I mean, like the thing is, in a situation like that, yes, it's chaos. Like totally. it's absolute chaos in a situation like that. So I accepted that it was chaotic. And I wasn't necessarily supposed to know what was going on. Like this woman brings Galadriel on the boat and then the same woman is like, it's your fault and pushes her off. And I'm like, <laughs> and then the Halbrand dude or whatever is all like, she shouldn't be on here. And then he's all like, I'm going to help you. And it was, I was just like, well, listen, I guess it's all chaos because it's chaos. Um but um, I'm probably going to sound like such a noob who doesn't understand anything because I spent the first two episodes before we started talking about this thinking the stranger was Sauron. <laughs> so oh. that's how out of the loop I am with Lord of the Rings lore. I'm not sure that's really that for, yeah, for somebody yeah. watching it for the yeah. first yeah, time, I don't think that's, don't yeah. think that's crazy move. at all. No, I yeah, mean, no. okay. I mean, I because I was like, when you guys were talking about it the last time we talked, I was like, oh, was it? I feel kind of like embarrassed. <laughs> I thought it was Sauron. <laughs> you should always no. admit your most embarrassing um, <laughs> moments to us, Lisa. It's. But now that you've said it's either Gandalf or Saruman, I'm like, okay, cool. That's what like, I think. I mean, it's okay. I mean, and I'm I more had convinced. A similar, that- I had a similar experience, Lisa, where I was like, and I was talking to Jamie about it, and I said, Ooh, is the sun gonna become the new Saruman? And he was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> happens like, like not, i don't know so like, i'm not a new and old <laughs> yeah so okay i anyway um <laughs> and i will say i'm i haven't read the script for today's episode are we talking about the dwarves in a separate section? Is that oh why God. you didn't bring them we should, up? Well, we're talking about friendship now, so you can talk oh, about. Okay, because I, I mean, did no, want to talk. I'm sorry, like, we're not talking about friendship now. We're talking about characters. Friendship, friendship characters, is the next section. You have to okay. have characters first, and then you can. Should we wait? So I, so I just kind of, I mean, I'll just say you it. Go listen. there. Go for it. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> Dive in. The fucking dwarves were awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, we kept getting an up the nose shot of the um, one dwarf every time. You know. Oh yeah, and, and I, I was I like, okay, him. like, um, Durin was. It's Durin, right? The yeah, prince. Durin. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Durin and his father like the, named Durin. Yeah. Okay. So Prince he was Durin, the fourth. first character in this show that I full on was like relatable content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> real. Like being pissed and petty mm-hmm. because this person fucking like ghosted you. I was like, now that's human. Like that's what I'm talking about. Hundred percent. And um, of course, I loved his wife. Um, Disa. She was, she was so fucking fantastic. I instantly fell in love with her. Like 
the when the dwarves showed up was like where I was like, oh, I am in love with these characters. Like the instant I met them. Mm. Whereas like in the first episode, I was like, I don't know. Everyone's kind of like a tiny bit off-putting. Maybe because so many of them were elves. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. Of um, yeah. And aesthetically, the elves are my favorite. But personality-wise, not so much. Shocking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just and but that whole like, I mean, if you, I mean, yeah, the Elrond Durin stuff was like the center of this episode for me. Yeah, it was where I got to know like it because it was a way of knowing mm-hmm. Elrond a little bit better, like mm-hmm. you were saying, like like getting to know his kind of manipulative side but also that it's like that's not to say that that his feelings weren't true that exactly. what he said Agreed. to Durin wasn't true completely that he really did val- that he really does value Durin's friendship um uh, but I, yeah I, he definitely is being political uh, about how he is doing all of these things yeah. and I so I appreciated getting to know his character like that and I will say even in Galadriel's case like as chaotic as that segment was, um, I was curious by the end, like how she is going to be like, I was by the end of this episode, I was very curious where everyone was going to be going from here. Mm -hmm. This was like, yeah, yeah. Very good. good. Very good. Claire. I think that if I'm the biggest Lord of the Rings nerd here, you're probably second is my guess. I would. Yeah, probably. I mean, this show is all based on little tidbits that you get out of the appendices at the end of the Lord of the Rings. And the <laughs> fact that we watch Lord of the Rings, the movies every year. And I, <laughs> and I, I watch the movies with the book open to the appendices so that I can look up everybody and everything like for the 15th time. And that's the nerdiest shit anyone's ever said on this podcast. Keep <laughs> yeah. going. I love it. Yes. And <laughs> And I I read through the timeline of the Lord of the Rings stuff so that I can cry at the end when it talks about Legolas and Gimli going over like it, it the, like all the stuff that happens afterwards. Like mm-hmm. the, the append- if, you, if you haven't read and you don't want to read Lord of the Rings again, just go back and read. Like I will give you the portions of the appendices to read that will break your heart and make the portions. You, yeah, it's just yeah. The appendices are long. There's a the lot. Appendices, in the appendices like yeah. you would think that like most books are like you know two inches thick and then like a little like an eighth of an inch is the append. Like there's a good half inch of the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, just appendices. <laughs> like it's amazing. Like a quarter to a third of the Return of the King is appendices. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, I'm still just like having moments of like, oh, this is going to completely alter my viewing of Lord of the Rings and my rereading of Lord of the Rings down the road because seeing seeing an elf and a dwarf in this moment of the history before they're completely like have written each other off, right? Like th- this is the part of the history where they're still working together and have a common interest and um, are interested in each other and not just, you know, completely annoyed and pissed off um, <laughs> and watching them interact. It just, it brings back all of the, you know, it informs for me then something even more rich about like, El, you know, Legolas who, who, who knows Elrond, right? Like he's, somebody who Elrond has met is going to in the end 
come and repair that relationship to some degree. And it's just, I just love those moments. I love them. I love them. I, and, I found myself thinking just in, in that same vein, I was like, Elrond is the guy who's going to open his home to a bunch of dwarven tramps, hobos, you know, <laughs> on their way back to, you know, trying to get their shit done in the Hobbit. Yeah, like this in is, the Hobbit, yeah. That's who this guy is. And that's what we're, mm. we're seeing why he is that guy yeah. now. You and know? I think, yeah. So I think they're doing a tremendously good job of paying attention to what the character should be, even in, with keeping in mind that a good, hopefully a good part of their audience, because I hope there's a lot of new people to Lord of the Rings watching this um, without them particularly knowing all of these other things. I, I feel the Marion Pippin-ness and Sam-ness, you know, like, like, in nori and poppy like it, it's just totally. like they're mary and pippin are just distilled down into nori to, and um poppy has this like sam like she's just got this like well what are you doing <laughs> we need to i just love every yeah i'm loving all of the characters um not to say that i am really understanding all of them yet there's a lot of mystery I think and there's obviously there should be, I would say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's obviously, you know, mystery around the meteor man. And I'm sorry, that's what I'm gonna call you him. You mean Gandalf? And or Saruman and or, or whatever. Sauron. And or the <laughs> eye of Sauron. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um it could be the old Saruman as opposed to the new one. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of mystery around um. I'm assuming it's Bronwyn's son. Yes, Theo is Bronwyn's yeah, son. I mean, they've okay. Yeah. yeah, Theo. I think I feel like there's a lot of mystery around him. I don't. Yeah, there. That's really intriguing me. God, that sword. That's oh, fucking cool. It's yeah, so what is going on cool. with Theo? I'm like all about it. Every time I'm like, oh, with that Wait, whispering well, sword. Yeah, oh damn! I want mm -hmm. it. I want Can more I of also, that. Also, the moment where his blood is running towards the sword. Yeah. It's like, that is fucking metal as hell. Yeah, yeah. that sword is pulling that shit his blood cool. because that sword lives off of- so Is there no chance that this kid is Saruman? There's no chance, right? That the, the kid? kid is Saruman? No. No, no, no. he's definitely not this... Saruman. <laughs> Saruman I, is I one of the Astari. There's literally no chance. No. That... The Astari... <laughs> Saruman is one of no. the Astari and the Astari were sent to Middle-earth by the gods, basically. They're closer and, to okay. the gods than yeah. even the high elves are. Yeah. Like they've been around longer than. <sighs> All oh, I'm okay. saying is that it would be pretty cool. <laughs> now, <laughs> it would be a very end... cool twist. Yeah. He could end up being <laughs> something twist. very twisted in Sauron's, like, I keep thinking, okay, like, is he going to end up being like one of these characters who's high up in the ranks of Sauron's? Or well, even, or even just the leader of like Southern armies, right? That um, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm just going to put this out there. The show is called Rings of Power. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, with the rings, there are nine rings for mortal men of, uh, eventually to be forged, and those mortal men will become the Nazgul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Those nine, the nine humans who get the rings of power become the Nazgul. You know. 
And so could this kid become one of the Nazgul? That's those what are I was those like the, those could, death creatures the that were in uh, oh. Lord of the Rings. The Nazgul, the oh. Ring Raids. Yeah. 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 Those are the kings, the old, old kings from this age that were so in what if, with Rings of Power. Yeah. What if Theo becomes like a, a great warrior amongst the Southern armies and eventually takes on a crown of his own? And You'll be a god amongst men. Given a, <laughs> you know, not unlike Idris Elba. Um, yeah. So, Philip, Philip, yeah. I, has your take on the characters changed from episode one to episode two? I um, I I I they haven't changed. They've grown. Uh, I like because I liked them in the first episode um, quite a bit. Uh, so I like I, I like where Gladriel's at. I like that she is someone who has a very difficult time at this point connecting, making those connections. Uh, being open to any sort of real I love. Think she's closed off to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, because of what she's been through. And I like that that's where she's coming from. I like that the thing that maybe was her direction, like her guiding star, was, you know, killed her brother. And when you lose that, you really kind of lose yourself. So I like that that's where she's at. Um, and that she's filling that up with the dedication to what he dedicated himself to. So I, I, I find you're say a lot of seawater. Oh yeah, well that that now too. So I like where she's at as a character, and I like in this episode when you start putting your lead characters up against opposing forces, they start to show other sides of who they are, um, and we see that with Galadriel. We see that with Elrond. Um, we see that, uh, you know, with, with Nori and Poppy now too. And so, yeah, seeing them interact with other characters is naturally going to bring out other sides of who they are. And I'm loving every second of it. Uh, um, I was having the thought that, uh, just like with the, the hobbits in all the other stories, they're sort of the characters that, I mean, they're the heart, they're the heart and soul of these stories, right? They open things up. They, they bring out the best in who people are. And I can't wait until I'm going to cry. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I can't wait until. Phil's going to fill. I'm going to fill. I can't Phil's wait. Gotta fill. I can't wait until Galadriel meets them. Because you know, Nori and Poppy being the heart and soul of knowing that hobbits are that. Just, just you know, you're going to, you're waiting for that moment for Galadriel to open up. And that's going to happen. And I don't think it's going to happen until she meets the hobbits. And I think that's going to be a beautiful thing. Phil, um, did you cry when the fireflies started to die? I did not. Poppy, I did not. The, the show itself hasn't made oh. me cry yet. Uh, I will say. The, the I thought would like of, to say yeah. that the dying of the fireflies, for me, is what convinced me that this is not Gandalf. Yeah. That it's Saruman. That, it's Saruman. that is what yeah. I was going to bring up. Well, yeah. I don't... Um, yeah. That, yes, when we recorded the last episode, I was like, "Well, then maybe." Yeah, but I we I think we still have to question. No matter how... what, that entire sequence with the fireflies oh, God, was yeah. rad as oh, hell. It was Beautiful. awesome. In like, and yeah. the fact that it ended with the yeah. fireflies dying, I could see that it was kind of going that way. Like as we were like swelled with like the magic of him like controlling the fireflies to like communicate. Mm. what he wanted um that it felt like 
the scene was going this direction where I was like, oh, all those fireflies are going to die because he used them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it was just, it was so cool. It was just cool. I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, like, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about where it's like um, that kind of shit and the shit with Theo and the sword. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of sexiness I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, it's not all sunshine, magic, roses. Mm -hmm. It's like the dark shit, you know? Yeah, it's there. There was a teeny bit, little bit of sexiness when uh, Galadriel and, what's the guy's name? Halbrand are like really getting into it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't go there. Feeling a little something? But I was also like, is this the moment? Is this mm. is this happening? Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, it's not." I I think she's gorgeous. I think not Galadriel yet. is gorgeous myself. Yeah. Oh, can, oh, you're gonna make me you uncork one of my hot takes. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh And you know, we were we were, we, we were talking about how this uh, master builder guy, whatever his name is, uh, Calibrimber. Uh, yeah, thank you. How he may have some, you know, underhanded. But I had that same feeling How about. They may have. I ha- well, I had the the feeling about that the the king in the first episode that that's why he sent Galadriel oh. and the rest of the elves away so he could just get them out of the way so yeah. nobody would be there to stop ultimately what he maybe wants to do. I Is... think they might both be late stage Romneys. I think so too. I I don't trust either of them myself. <gasps> I I think personally. they're more like Diane no. Feinstein's, <laughs> like. They're they're you know their hearts are in the right place, but they're old and crusty yeah. and aren't able to you know aren't distinct. Make the they, distinction they between they can't see past their own awesomeness. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, like oh. yeah. But yeah. No, I, I, their hearts are in the right place. Gilgalad is a good guy. Celebrimbor is a good guy, but you know that doesn't mean that you know. I feel like they have some self-serving interests uh, here. I moving forward. I believe that I mean I generally believe Gilgalad was trying to get rid of Galadriel to to he thought it was the right thing that he was trying to save Middle Earth that way. Mm. I also believe that not telling her look I this is what I have foreseen mm-hmm. is some crusty ass Diane Feinstein shit as opposed <laughs> to just being straight up. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of Diane Feinstein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Listen, Diane. <laughs> We're um, on your side. I uh, thank you for your work. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a break. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, I should probably. We are now reaching the half hour point, so this is probably a good time before jumping into the themes mm-hmm. uh, for us to step away. You know, maybe try to make that podcast money. <laughs> And we'll be back uh, with more. If you're enjoying this conversation, you're in luck. Because we're currently talking about Netflix's The Sandman. And this fall, we'll begin our long-awaited deep dive into David Lynch and Mark Frost's Twin Peaks with our throwback podcast series, That Gum You Like. Of course, you should always keep your eyes out for more pop-ups. So for all... All of the updates on these things and all things Popsicle, follow us at Popsicle Pod on all the social media. Join our mailing list at our website, popsiclepod.com. That's Popsicle Pod, P O P S K L 
P-O-D. Okay, we're back. Um, in our last episode, which I guess was yesterday's episode, um, I had mentioned that I thought one of a big theme in Tolkien's work was community. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, in this episode, I was really struck by another theme that's really powerful in Tolkien's work. And Claire has already sort of, you know, put her Claire juice all over this and, and try to beat me to the punch oh. because she... <laughs> oh. I have brought no juice out. Um, and that's friendship. <laughs> Friendships always are loom large in, um, in Tolkien's work. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bilbo befriends Balin, um, Legolas and Gimli, uh, all four of the hobbits, you know, Frodo, Sam, uh, Mary and Pippin. Um, and we really, really get a focus on that to a st- lesser degree with Nori and Poppy, to a really large degree with uh, Doran and Elrond, like friendship. And the moment we were saying earlier how, um, you know, Elrond shows his a little bit of manipulation and cleverness in his in the way he you know interacts with Doran, but I saw real pain on his face mm-hmm. too when he realized that he had wronged his friend. Yeah, that okay. and, and not through any not through an intent, but because they're different. You know, mm-hmm. twenty years is a blink of an eye to Elrond, and it was inconceivable to him that his friend's life would have changed so much in so short a time, and like that real pain and that real relationship you know because that was that's real shit that's shit that happens you know sometimes you check Mm -hmm. out of a friendship and it hurts someone else's feelings you know when i say relatable content that felt real as shit to me and i really loved that um and that moment galadriel's shining moment thus far in the series to me when she says to halbrand tie yourself to me when she's basically like, protect yourself, I will protect you, mm-hmm. you know? And at the same time, just moments earlier, she was like, look, it would take your entire lifetime just to list the names of the people I have lost, which is, you know, a great way of saying I'm closed off, you know, like those two moments. And at that moment, you're like, how brand's like, oh shit, she's good people. I'm going to dive into the ocean for her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for people who value their friends, you know, I think this is a big deal, you know? And so I guess I, I want to talk about the importance of friendship in Tolkien's work and all work. And like, I don't know, maybe I've already said too much. Well, no, I think that this is one of my favorite aspects of these stories is that there's totally friendship, right? One of the ways that I really admire um the cinematic experience of these stories is that we get to see the history of the friendships the moment that these people see each other it happened when Gandalf goes to Hobbiton it happens when Frodo's with Sam it happens so beautifully in 
this episode when Elrond shows up and Durin is like, you little bitch. <laughs> and that's how you know there's a lot of love here. Yeah. And there he's the the storytelling isn't afraid to shy away from that side of friendship that the best of friends weather a lot of conflict together we you know where there's disappointments and there's disagreements and you didn't show up for me you little shit and i felt that so beautifully in all of the moments with um duran and elrond where he was just like you missed my wedding and you're coming here being all like you're my best friend yeah screw you mm-hmm. but also i challenge you to a dual mother <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like that's love that's another yeah. that's another texture of love is that anger and that like how dare you you know well, yeah and i i i appreciate that um there's a focus on the love of a friendship like the mm-hmm. that specific kind of love because so often in like you know western filmmaking and everything it's all about like romance like yeah. it's about the romantic love story and that's the center of everything and you're willing to sacrifice everything for someone that you're romantically in love with so the fact that like um between lord of the rings and between what is developing on rings of power it's so much about that it's so much about that friendship love where it's like i will sacrifice everything for you because i love you and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything to do with romance it's because we're connecting in this way and it's no less valid than a romantic love it's no less valid than a familial love friend love is just as powerful and it it inspires and motivates just as much Mm -hmm. and so I definitely appreciate that as like a central theme that is really centered to these stories yeah I mean you can look at Sauron that way because he spends most of his time making jewelry for a bunch of people he wants to keep close to him he just doesn't know how to go about it you know yeah he just really loves to trying to buy friendship and that doesn't yeah he wants to make friendship bracelets for all his besties but he makes them too small small. (laughs) ouch ouch one bracelet to rule them all (laughs) your friendship hurts (laughs) no but i really love that i love um I love the way that relationships are introduced. It is one of my favorite parts of storytelling because we get so much information when two characters see each other for the first time mm-hmm. or meet each other for the first time to us, even if they've known each other for so long. Um, and I just really dug that about this particular episode. Because you get a lot of that between Nori and Poppy, especially mm-hmm. when they're with the wheelbarrow, uh, that whole conversation, <laughs> which was delightful. Uh, <laughs> it was so sweet. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really liked where, the, you know, where, where they were at in this episode, um, mm-hmm. that, that Poppy's uh, has a stronger voice so, so early, so soon, because, uh, you know, yeah. just, just Nori 
uh, it's you know if it was just the nori adventure um you need that uh push and pull and i think poppy's oh, yeah, a really good sure. poppy's mm. a really great push and pull with nori and she's there's such dark... she she literally pushes nori into the crater <laughs> yes yes she does yes she does uh yeah i love them both uh quite quite a bit um yeah yeah okay well i feel like we've sort of we're all you know like the friends we are we've all really wrapped around this particular theme um so I'm going to move to my hot takes and, you know, see if y'all have some to share of your own. My first hot take, and I almost blurted this out earlier because Phil said something, but is it me or does Galadriel look like the adult version of Newt from Aliens? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> when I see her face, I'm like straight up, I'm like, you know, the monsters come out of night mostly, you know? That's where she's. I didn't them. see that, but I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great hot take. Um, that's perfectly fine. And then my other hot take is simply: How much time do Harfoot spend catching lightning bugs? <laughs> that's a lot. There's a lot because that feels like a full time job for the yeah. way they do that. I'm yeah. just saying. Totally. <laughs> just, for real. Anybody uh, else they don't have, have time for elevensies if yeah, they're yeah. out? <laughs> I. Galadriel I, swam for like three days straight. I think. Or at least two before we came back to her and she came mm-hmm. across the raft. That was insane. Yeah. yeah. Um that's and... how they do that shit though. You know, remember like when when Aragorn Gimli and Legolas yeah. were chasing after Mary. They they run were... for like days. They run for yeah. days. Yeah. 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 It's insane. Yeah. I, I love that about the Lord of the Rings. Me too. Um, <laughs> my first hot take was they need to get some lifeboats on those elven boats that go to the undying lands. I I know they they think they're hot shit and all but they, they need some lifeboats just for one. real yeah my other I mean, hot take was like what the fuck happens happened to her knife half of the time she's in the water she's out of the water she's getting like and the knife is there i i, I was so sure she was going to lose the knife and i'm like that doesn't seem possible but like she's wearing a a, a piece of gauze and carrying around this big, huge knife, you'd think we'd see it, but... Let yeah. me just say this. Do you oh. remember the scene in the Two Towers with the elven rope? When... With the elven what? Rope. Rope? Yeah. And yes. remember, remember they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have this... to leave the rope behind because, the, yeah. because of the knot. Like, yeah. you know, and then they just tug it and it just comes along. There's a magic in the elven things. Mm-hmm. That just sort of allows them, you know, you're not mm-hmm. going to lose your knife if you're an elf. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so I to just you. have to yeah. think of it like what's her name's knife in prey. Oh, it's or like her Thor's tomahawk. hammer. Mm-hmm. When her tomahawk yeah. and it just comes back to her. Yeah. yeah. You just like, can't all right. Mjolnir. 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 Exactly. My hot take is all of the elves have Steve Harrington hair. <laughs> they do oh my god oh it's full-blown steve harrington yeah you know yeah, yeah. you speak to your awesome. audience you speak to uh, the age group yes. 100%. also like no all bad. of them are like this yeah. <laughs> especially the dudes uh, yeah that the, there's not going to be any nitpicking even though i think about it all of the time anyway uh-oh. about things like elrond and Celebrimbor being in Aragian. And then two seconds later, 
they've made they it walk. to Casa Dune. Yeah, and they walk. Like, close. And oh my close. god, that close. whole they like walk. Indiana Jones style yeah. de- 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 like de- map de- de- sequence de- de- of them walking. That yeah. I was like, that was so weird. It and not that I just like it. Not that I dislike the little Indiana Jones map movement, but I was like, it is odd. Yeah. <laughs> That's some fancy. The other service. odd thing was like, so this ending kind of like, ooh, with like the MacGuffin, like Pulp Fiction style suitcase with oh, the yeah. light glowing out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I had to laugh because it was like, <laughs> It was so just like tropey and they were taking it so seriously (laughs) that I was just kind of like, this is striking me as a little bit awkward because you guys really want me to like be here with you and I'm not. George, yeah, I, I have to admit that felt. I can little, like I, that felt yeah. to me too. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I don't care about what's in that kit box. Because yeah. I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge thing. I think we're going to see little reveals of it's different elements of the rings being, yeah. you know, discovered or brought forth. But it's not yeah. that part of it is not nearly as intriguing to me as just getting to see Cause of Doom. I mean, yeah, which is awesome. Good <laughs> lord, oh, which is awesome. One it more was, hot take. Thank you. I've, for I, have, that. I have some other too. But yes. Go ahead, <laughs> oh, Justin. There are so my, many my, hot takes. Kaza yeah. <laughs> Doom is my favorite name and my favorite location in all of Middle Earth. Putting all the greenery in there, I think, was really cool. Mm-hmm. And when Doran first shows up and he goes, Kazan! And everyone else goes, Dude! And he's like, Yes! Call the response, freaking! It's like a football game! Yes! Of course they it. would do that! <laughs> <laughs> like, yes! Kazan! Dude! Kazan! Dude! When I say elf, you say punk! Elf, punk! Elf, punk! You know, like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> Jennifer Hutchinson is a fantastic writer. She's written she's for like beast. she's like written for Breaking Bad. She's written for so many amazing shows. Yeah. She's like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, my other hot take was that fucking orc was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I think Justin yeah. and I spoke a little bit before the podcast we about did. it. The way yeah. they shot <laughs> the orc from the point of view of two common folk, essentially who've never fought an orc before, like it showed. And I was actually really terrified of that orc. Um, my son says oh that was my... when i was like the very most in my witcher gameplay fantasy yeah, yeah. yeah. it was pretty great the very well, most my son goes oh my god that orc is the most skilled fighter like orc i've ever seen and i'm like well i don't think it's too much too much of a stretch to think that okay when the orcs were initially created they were like in better shape, like their warranty hadn't gone out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when we get to the third age, you know, later on, you're just Orcs working. Old tech. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. they're just not working as well. Because that was the sense I got too. I'm like, wow, that orc is really like he's got some moves. He's had training. Yeah. yeah. He took a sword through the back and kept like rocking. Yeah. Like, wow. Like well, and I'm also, steroids. I mean, the long list of just like close ups on the mouth of an orc mm-hmm. are like, no, that's like yeah. a personal boundary of yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, was gross. Just no. It reminded me like, that. that reminded me like of 80s fantasy stuff where they would get close ups of like gnarly things. I don't want to see any of that. Mm-hmm. No, 
I mean, no, I mean, for me, I'm like, make it fucking gnarly. Mm-hmm. I want you. it gnarly. I'm with you. I'm fine for the action to be gnarly. I don't need to be up in your face. I want, <laughs> I want all of the icky evil things to be really icky and evil, like, mm-hmm. like Lisa well, is saying. Because when we get to Sauron and we meet him, I want that, like, I want to go, ooh, sexy, but also, God, you've done some icky things. Like, I just want all of it to be really like. And, and it makes it makes that moment in which she slams the head down on the table that much more fucking badass. Well, that was yeah. Yeah. you're just like you're just oh, like yeah. yes. Uh, you're like, like he's also out here being like, yes, makes... I am doing this in my racer back right? rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm running, you know. Yeah, it's uh, like Kelly Sue, I love you so much. Like I'm not. I'm so <laughs> serious. When she says that, I was like, that is the ultimate burn. Yeah. yeah. Yes. If you want to yeah. live, we leave it first light. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing, and she makes that the amazing. amazing. She makes man mansplain orcs to me again, bitch. Yeah, I mean yeah. she We're makes the here. choice to stay there to get mm-hmm. proof. It's like she puts herself yeah. through the shit just to get proof to like to mm-hmm. show these douchebags that are that, like, that are like that. keeping symbols of Sauron in their goddamn floorboards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. I hope that someday I get to have an achievement like that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty badass. (laughs) And then also, there were two instances of racism again in this episode. Mm -hmm. When she, you know, when she goes to say, look, we got to get out of here, they're like, eh, get out of here, elf lover. You know, they basically throw that in her face. And again, she's a woman of color. She's the the actress is Iranian, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when they're like, oh, this bitch is an elf on the the raft. And they kick her off. And the chick who shoves her back in the water is a black chick, you know? And I just, I really appreciate that mm-hmm. when these matters of race come up, it's not just two white people mm-hmm. that they're totally. all, they've always involved a person yeah. of color yeah. and mm-hmm. that gives it a, just a certain bit of a little something extra, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I really do really do appreciate that. Yeah. But, um, okay. So it's time. It's that time. That episode was Philip Kelly. Uh, intense. Lisa K. Weber, that episode was? That episode was better. <laughs> Kelly Sue Milano, that episode was? That episode was... It was, it, it was bordering on badass. <laughs> bordering on badass. <laughs> Claire Thorne, that episode was? I'm going to need your help with this, Justin. That episode Uh-oh. was Kazad. <laughs> and I'm going to say that episode was revealing. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Now, before we leave you, you know, uh, every time we do one of these, we like to say, if you enjoyed the show that we were just talking about, you might enjoy this shit too. And so uh, it's Kelly Sue's turn to lay some cool shit on you. Kelly oh Sue, what you got? All right. So as I was saying at the top of this, before we actually started recording, um, this episode hit on several hard no's for me. Number one, deep water. No. Nope. Number two, crawling through underground tunnels 
no, never. <laughs> Not at all. No. Number three, uh, mysterious monster invading your home. Absolutely no. Coming out of the floorboards. Coming invading out of the floor. your Yeah. Invading your space unexpectedly, never. Which is why if you liked this episode, you will love a 2005 movie called The Descent. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, there it is. Great movie. So yeah, that's good. an intense Great movie. Yes. Intense. Let me tell you something. This movie is an entirely female cast. Yep. You are going to sweat your bag off watching this. It is so gloriously shot. It is so beautifully performed. And it's a gorgeous story. I mean, mm -hmm. talk about badass ladies. Holy um, fucking shit. <laughs> and there are very similar themes of friendship and betrayal. Um, and once again, monsters that you don't even really get a good look at. The worst kind. <laughs> um, so if you dug those aspects of this episode, y'all need to go watch The Descent. Mm -hmm. I do want to say The Descent is one of those movies. Everyone I know who's seen it thinks it's awesome, but not enough people have seen it. Great. Not enough people have yeah. seen it. Yeah. I act yeah. and I really? actually I know that one it was, of the... I thought a lot of people saw it. It's a, it did pretty well. Like it's a, is it a higher end cult. Film? I mean, it did, well to get a it did yeah. well enough to get a sequel. You know what I mean? So it, mm -hmm. it didn't do badly, but I just don't hear enough people talk about this movie. You know, it's just yeah, a it's, really, yeah. really good movie. It really is. It's something and, special, and maybe, that's for sure. Maybe I'm mistaking that for not people not having seen it. Maybe people don't talk about it because I don't know. It's an all female cast, and you know, listen for some reason that's amazing. People. It's the people movie. that have seen it that I know talk about it and want to talk about it like all the time because it oh, ranks up there as usually one of their favorites. I haven't seen that in a couple of years. I need to see that again. It's really, really really good yes it is oh yeah sure and is. it's one of those that i'm like again it's got just like this episode so many of my just no mm -mm. <laughs> but it's totally it's worth it it's, it's worth totally it. worth it it's one of those things where i'm like i'll watch it like i don't know yeah every 10 years <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty good to be fair i mean to be honest i've only ever seen it the once and I was like, that was fucking incredible. I don't know if or when I'll ever see it again because it was so fucking intense. Yeah. But my God, it was good. It's so good. <laughs> so go watch The Descent. Mm hmm Yeah. All right, then. I think on that note, I think we've got ourselves. We did a nice tight 51 minutes. I think we can, uh, you know, call this one a wrap. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, fare thee well. This has been a Popsicle podcast production.